0: Jesus isn't always easy, but it's not complicated. Our goal on this podcast is to make real life simple. So how can you learn from some of the best leaders, even if they weren't followers of Jesus and even if you don't agree with their politics? We're going to be talking about leadership from presidents on Presidents Weekend. Welcome to the Rusty George Podcast. Well, Brad, welcome again. Thank you for being the co-host today, and uh, we're going to talk about President's Weekend. Uh, what's President's Weekend mean to you? Besides, kids are out of school.
1: Uh, well, kids are out of school kind of dominates the as far as my feelings go. I get emotional because they're out of school and I got to drive and drop off. But um, it means a lot because you know it, it's leadership. It's really about leadership. You know, when you can sit and talk to your family about. Um, the leaders of this great nation, the history of this great nation, the some of the things they've had to go through as leaders, um, and how leadership, like for me, I'm a fan of leaders and leadership.
0: Mm-hmm. And so
1: I'm being a leadership enthusiast, mm-hmm. it's a great opportunity for you to talk about uh, some of the great things and some of the not-so-great things.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's a great point. I, and I think there's a lot to learn from there. Their leadership decisions that they made, history is always kinder on presidents. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I mean, even years later, we're looking at the things Richard Nixon did, and there's some actually some really good things we can, we can take note of, especially with the relationship with China. But I think from what we learn from leaders, and, and let's be honest, we all know this is not only the most powerful position in the world, but it's got to be the most stressful. Yeah. I mean, the things that are coming on your desk— uh, that means nobody else can solve them. And so now you've got to deal with it. And it says a lot about the team you put around you, about the integrity that you have, the desire that you have to fulfill campaign promises, and to make this country uh, What what you know you've desired to do, and so there's there's a lot of stuff to learn from presidents. So let me just make this disclaimer: what Brad and I are about to discuss have nothing to do with our personal views on politics, on these presidents, on their morality, uh, on their Christianity, anything like that. We're just looking at some basic leadership uh, things from each of these presidents. And and rather than Brad and I talk about our five favorites, what I've done is I've just looked online and discovered. Uh, six of the most popular presidents mm-hmm. of all time. And we'll just let America decide who is the uh, the most popular from their perspective. And this was um, uh, done a little bit, some some of these ratings come in with our, our newer presidents and others from just uh, the history lessons. But number one, probably won't surprise anyone, is Abraham Lincoln. Uh, Brad, tell me th- any thoughts on... on Abe Lincoln and what he did, and certainly from your perspective, uh, being an African American, um, just why he's such a great president.
1: Uh, Well, for me, uh, he represents unity, Mm -hmm. you know, and uh, making an effort to unite a nation during one of its most divided times is something that I admire him for as a leader. Um, Leadership is difficult and One leadership quote I love is, uh, if you want to be, uh, if you want to make everybody happy, sell ice cream, (laughs) Yeah, And so for leaders, it's, it's a lot of times they are by themselves and how they feel and how they think and what they have to do. And so for him to be focused on uniting a nation during that time period and take the stance that he took, um, and, you know, ultimately lose his life the way he did, Mm -hmm. you know? So yeah, that's, uh, that's admirable as a leader. I think that
0: movie that came out a few years ago helped us a lot, understanding some of the pressure he was under from his own, uh, you know, physical struggles, uh, some of the mental illness that his wife had to battle through. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, that, but you know, a nation not united, uh, you did not have the ability to get the message out quickly, right? Uh, like you can today. Yeah. The Gettysburg Address, still one of the greatest uh, pieces of. Uh, you know, speech writing ever done. Um, But certainly what he did to unite the country and to end slavery. I remember being at Disneyland one time and going into the Hall of Presidents, which most people completely skip because it's not a ride. Uh, But I I thought, wait, let's go check this out. And I I was kind of uh, overwhelmed by it all. But then I, I, you're looking at all these presidents and their portraits, and I, I stopped dead in my tracks as I looked and I saw, The portrait of Abe Lincoln, and in front of it was a family of four of African Americans and a dad putting his arm around his wife and his kids looking at the portrait of Abe Lincoln. I was just really touched by that and and just what that meant to him in a far deeper way than it even meant to me. And so I think it's pretty easy to understand Abe Lincoln comes in at number one. So obviously something to learn from his leadership is the ability to unite and to come together, and I, I just love that about him. Okay, number two. And this makes sense. uh, George Washington. Uh, Brad, something to learn from George's uh, leadership besides, uh, you know, cutting down the cherry tree, which we think is pretty much a
1: myth. I was going to say don't lie. (laughs)
0: That's right. That's another principle from George. Yeah. But
1: anytime you're the first of anything, uh, you are going to deal with certain things that other people just are not familiar with. Right. You know, so for him um, being the first president. Setting the precedent that he set, you know, having some of the things that he put in place uh, from a legislation perspective. Mm -hmm. um, All that's admirable because it was new. You know, a lot of it was new. He was jumping over hurdles nobody ever jumped over
0: before. Right. Yeah, it's one thing to follow somebody because you can kind of look at what they did and go, well, we're not going to do that or we are going to do that. All that he was following was what they had. what they had learned from what they got away from, right. a king. <laughs> right. Okay, so you may be in charge but not be a king. How do I do that? Uh-huh. Be a president. What's that? Uh, and to know that he didn't even want the job and they had to beg him to do it, uh, was pretty remarkable.
1: Do you find that um, people rarely look at things from a leader's perspective? Like we don't really empathize oh, yeah. with leaders that well. No, know?
0: we all armchair quarterback, Monday morning quarterback, and say, well, I would have done this. It's hard to know until you're there. Um, and that, that reminds me, and this is off track, but you know, for seven years, I worked for a guy named Mike bro. Who's one of our teachers here at real life. I worked for him in Kentucky. He was the lead pastor. I was an associate and I was, uh, I, you know, I was young, and so I had all the ideas, and I was the smartest guy in the room. So I thought, yeah. that only happened when I was alone, right. you know. <laughs> but I always thought I had great ideas, uh-huh. and I, I would, I would work, bro, on hey, we should do this, and you should do that, and why don't you, you know, because we had that kind of relationship, and he was so kind and gracious to me, and just let me just talk. And when I took the job at Real Life and came out here, and suddenly I was, you know, uh, in charge, and I was on the other side of the desk, so to speak uh, I realized, man, this is a lot tougher than I thought it would be. Right. And I, I realized the complexity of it and you're not playing checkers, you're playing chess. Yeah, you know, you got to think so many moves ahead. And Mike was still, uh, at, at, uh, in Kentucky at the time. And he came out to visit, to speak for us one weekend. And I was driving him to the airport and I said, man, I just need to tell you something. I'm sorry. You know, I'm sorry I was that guy. <laughs> that was kind of your thorn in your side because I always thought it could be done better. And he just looked at me and said, you just never know till you're on the other side of the desk. That's right. And that's true. And I think for all of us, we we quickly want to throw stones at our presidents mm. and how they should do things differently. And we may not agree with their politics, but we have no idea the complexity of that job. Right. Especially being the first. Especially being a first. So the third one is... Franklin Delano Roosevelt, mm. FDR, four terms, uh, and then everything changed after that. No more than that. Um, but led us through the Great Depression. Yeah, uh, Brad, what do you see from FDR?
1: Oh, true leadership. You know, um, true leadership. And if you go on Google and Uh, Type in FDR quotes, you will find some of the most remarkable Mm -hmm. uh, quotes. Um, I think there's one uh, that he has called Man in the Arena. That's my favorite. Mm. Where he talks about uh, the essence of the quote is um, everybody's in the stands and everybody has opinions when they see warriors and gladiators fighting Mm. in the arena. Mm Mm-hmm. But if you're one of those gladiators, just know that you're the only one actually doing something that's making some kind of a difference. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody else is talking about what you're doing, you're actually doing. Mm -hmm. And so for him, uh, the level of leadership he had to show to guide our nation through that um, that very difficult time Mm -hmm. was remarkable. Mm -hmm. And once again, you can say good and bad about any leader. That's Mm -hmm. the. When you, that's what you sign up for as a leader mm-hmm. um, but looking at him um he's one of the leaders or presidents uh, I could say I probably admire the most
0: yeah it's interesting that you know that was a time when he wasn't really seen on TV or in the paper a lot, and when they did, they made sure to to position him in a way where they couldn't tell that he was in a wheelchair Mm -hmm. because they didn't want people to see weakness. Right. It's it's just so funny to think about how different that is today. Yeah. Where we're all crying for, we want authenticity. We want to see weaknesses. Yeah. Yeah. We we like to see that side of our president.
1: Yeah, we do. do.
0: Okay. The fourth one. And this, this was interesting to me. This guy got an 88% approval rating as president. And maybe that was because of the way he ended, which was by being executed. Um, but that's John F. Kennedy. Yeah, JFK, uh, who became uh, you know, who was assassinated, um, you know, didn't get to fully live out his entire term. And no matter what you think about him as a person, um, he certainly dealt with some some very difficult issues, mm-hmm. uh, and gained a high approval rating. Why do you think that is, Brad?
1: I think it's for several reasons. I think when you look at him just from a physical perspective, um, he was some one that you know men wanted to be like mm-hmm. um, I think it's also because of um the things that he said and who he connected himself with you know I think of dr King mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and I think of their relationship you know I think of uh, us going to the moon you know I think of all the things that he was a part of and what he had to deal with and I feel like that's why you know he's very relatable Mm-hmm. You know, people see him from a physical perspective. And they can relate to him. Mm-hmm. You know, he's relatable, and the things that he was was saying and doing, it was um, he was changing. He was changing everything, and he was doing it with boldness and confidence.
0: Yeah, and there's something to be said about his family as well, mm-hmm. and how he pulled his brothers close to him, and they made a lot yeah. of decisions together. The, very true. the Cuban Missile Crisis, of course, um, and, and there was something about our, Ameri- our uh, America being swept away by the persona of Camelot and the beauty of he and and his wife and family. Um, But then also, um, you know, just his his ability to handle a a lot of those crises and uh, just the distractions that he had to face uh, and that speech, you know, ask not what your uh, country can do for you, what you can do for your country, which wasn't his original line, Um, but he made it famous and – and we're still talking today, and businesses will still talk about the whole principle of X to Y by Z. You know, That's, that's a goal. Yeah. And he did. We're going to the moon that's right. uh, by the end of this decade, and it became so, so clear. So 88% approval rating. Number five, and this is one of the presidents that I became most aware of because I was now old enough to, uh, uh, to learn about this. Ronald Reagan, 74% approval rating. Yeah. Ended the Cold War. Thoughts on Reagan,
1: Brad? Um, Thoughts on Reagan. One of the things that stick out is uh, I feel like uh, it's more so not just Ronald Reagan, but Nancy Reagan. Mm -hmm. Um, I think when it came to first ladies and presidents, she was one of the most involved Mm -hmm. um, that I'd ever seen. And so that kind of spoke to him and his presidency um, and his leadership. Yeah. Just say no. Yeah. Yeah. Uh
0: Yeah. Yeah. I. I had never understood what a presidential library was until I moved out here and went to Reagan's library. I thought it was just a bunch of books. Uh, Apparently, there's not any books in there, but uh, (laughs) the Reagan Library is unbelievable, not just because Air Force One is there, but you really do get a feeling of what he endured and what he had to lead through in ending the Cold War. I mean... Yeah. I remember, and you remember growing up during those days when you were scared every day yeah. that the Russians were going to nuke us, yeah, you know?
1: Absolutely, yeah.
0: And I mean, we all grew up on Red Dawn and, you know, mm-hmm. Wolverines and all yes, that. Oh. Uh, we were all planning our exit to, uh, the, <laughs> to the mountains uh, because of that. And for yeah, yeah. that to end, you know, the whole Mr. Gorbachev tear down this wall. I mean, he's, he's nicknamed the great communicator, but his, oh. his communication skill was unbelievable. Yeah. All right, last one. And this one surprised me. approval rating,
1: Bill Clinton. Yeah. Brad, tell me why. Um, Not just because he played the saxophone well. Um, (laughs) But um, I I remember when a a debate that he was involved in, and uh, during the debate, uh, while uh, his adversary was trying to uh, communicate facts, he asked the woman who asked the question, Um, because they were talking about the economy. He asked her specifically, how's this impacting you? Hmm. And it changed the whole spirit of the debate. And it's one of the things that was the, I think, catalyst to helping him win the presidency Mm -hmm. is the fact that he had an ability to address the people where they were at, Mm -hmm. you know, as opposed to just like in the past, leaning on facts. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ronald Reagan had that ability too. You mm-hmm. know, he—I remember him making someone laugh during a, a debate, mm-hmm. making his opponent laugh. During the debate. That's right. That's uh, right. So Bill Clinton had that. You know, he connected well, and so that's what I—that's what I remember about him. You know, mm-hmm. he dealt with a lot, um, and as a leader, you're going to make mistakes. You're going to have ups and downs, highs and lows. But mm-hmm. that's a part of being a leader.
0: Yeah, I think that there was something about him that was so incredibly relatable. Yeah, he was able to um relate to anybody. He remembered names. Mm-hmm. Uh, he could recall you know circumstances with people. And he he was um he was amazing. I had the pleasure of hearing him live um in a particular setting. And I went into it thinking, I'm not sure if I'm gonna enjoy this at all. And at the end thinking I felt like he and I just had a cup of coffee. Wow. Um, his ability to connect with people was uh was unprecedented. So I think there's much to learn from our presidents. The Bible tells us in Romans that we should pray for our leaders, yeah. even if you don't agree with them, even if you didn't vote for them. They're in a position that <laughs> it's the most difficult in the world. And so for them to be prayed for and for them to be encouraged uh, is a great thing uh, because there's still people at the end of the day. So I would encourage you to do that this President's Weekend and uh, encourage your kids to do the same. Well, next week, we have an interview with David Schultz, a name that you may not know, but he is an actor, a filmmaker, and a follower of Jesus. And he's going to talk to us about some modern-day superheroes that are superheroes of our faith that you may not have known about, but he's made movies about. So I can't wait for you to hear that conversation. You don't want to miss it. As always, thanks for listening and please share this with someone
1: else.